Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Episode three, right, boys? Uh, we're just gonna roll into this without any introductions because we we apparently suck at this right then. <laughs> we suck at introductions. Our introductions are fine. You reckon? Yes. Okay. You worry too much. Do I? Yeah. 100%. Okay. Let's uh, let's do an introduction of this. Um, well, this is episode three. This is yeah. Go ahead. Of Game of Life. Episode three of Game of Life. And we have a guest in. We have a guest in. First ever guest to uh, to um, to our podcast. I'm um, kind of nervous. Yes, Sandeepak Patina. Is that <laughs> do, do, Pathania? Pathania. Is that how you Patania. say? Patania, right? Yes. Yeah. Sandeepak Patania. Or Sandy. Or, or sure. Sa- AKA Sandy. Us white people were just going to say Sandy. Yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Or but, Sandman. Or Sandman. Sure. I call him Sandman. Oh, do you? Yeah. I call him this Sandman. Is news to me. The day one, I'm just calling him Sandman. This just sounds so much cooler. But welcome to the podcast, man. And uh, it's, it's uh, great to have you, Sandy. We've been, uh, we've been talking about this for a long time and we finally uh, sort of uh, forced you. Uh, almost <laughs> to join our podcast, but we're, we're we're happy that you're here. How you doing, Sandy? I'm doing good. Thanks you're doing for good. I think you're very nervous because <laughs> see where your mic is. <laughs> it's got the bro. It's got the fingers as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very it's very chunky. No, so keep your mic um, a fist away from your. Um, from your, from your face. <laughs> I think this is good enough. So, no, I'm, I'm being serious because if pointed pointed where your mouth is, where you're speaking it out to, if you can. Yeah, much better. Now it's, There we go. Because it's very directional. It's like a penis. <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> a fist away? A fist penis. away. Basically a fist away. But this is, yeah, this is, it's all good. So, um, we're going to ask you that Dan apparently has no idea about who you are and where did you grow up or, you know, where you come from. <laughs> Throw you, me under the bus, why don't you? Well, because I know, I know shit about Wait, Sandy. Do you know well, I don't. Are? I don't know much about you outside of work. Do you know my religion? No, I don't actually. Do you know where I'm from? Uh, you're from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you told me. Yeah. No, no. Where were you born? You were born in India, right? Yeah, in the north side of uh, India. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were born in India. Mm. I just always assumed, you know, you were born in Melbourne. Uh, it's because of my uh, accent. It's, yeah, it is. Yes. Yes, it's very, very Aussie. Yeah. Bro, your mic's too far off, Sandy. I'm, I'm being serious because, <laughs> this is yeah, better. this is better. This because is much better. To us, it's going to sound decent to, if you if you listen to on the um on these earphones, mm. but when I'm when I'm up and editing these, it's gonna it's gonna cause it sound a bit weird. But that's fine, easy, bro. Don't be nervous. Literally, three people are gonna be listening to this shit. That's what I keep in mind, and I don't get nervous at all. And I, just be yourself. I don't give a fuck. You, you can say anything mm. you want. Shit, cunt, pussy, asshole. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. Just just chill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're starting. So Sandy's born in Himachal, right? Himachal, Him- Himachal Pradesh. Himachal yes. Pradesh. Okay. HP. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how how old were you, Sandy, when you when you when you were born? So well, not when you were born. I mean, <laughs> zero, zero. <laughs> Did I get it right? Yeah, I got it right. That's so yeah. funny. That's so funny. How no, old were you when, when, I, you when, how I moved, were, uh, yeah, when you moved to Australia? How old yeah. were you? When I moved to Australia, I was actually five years old. Uh, we I didn't know anything about Australia, so I was pretty uh. 
uh, exhilarating mm-hmm. for my brain to establish mm. what type of first world country mm-hmm. Australia is. So you were five years old when you moved to Australia. How much do you remember of India? Quite a Let's, only the moments actually. Really? It's only when uh, it's only when I have moments in India. Like for example, when my mom dropped me off at my grandparents' house, and mm-hmm. I miss my parents. So I, mm-hmm. I I remember every moment of that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, not that much. Have you have you been back to India since? Mm, about three times. Three times. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, I was gonna say let's slow it down. You said you were born in Himachal. What what part of Himachal do you do you remember exactly? Uh, Bidjid. So it's like next to Himachal. Mm. So it's like yeah, uh, about seven hours, I assume. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I got I got the gist of it. Mm. So when you were born, you were five. You spent first five years of your life in India, right? mm Hmm. And you remember with flashes of uh, of India, moments. Moments. Yes. So why did you guys had to move from uh, India to Australia? It wasn't we had to. It's more of we wanted to have a better life. So we decided to move Australia. Uh, take options, pretty mm. much. Take whatever we had as yeah. a chance. Chance, yeah. That's that's the immigrant mindset. Dan asked me that why did you move to Australia in the first uh, first episode? It's very hard to explain to someone that why did you move? I was like I think so. Why did we move? Uh, better opportunities, right? Mm. Uh, that's that's the gist of it. Because I just think the quality of life mm, is a lot be- better. But the sad truth is, if you asked, I would say ninety percent of the immigrants, they would say they miss back home. Mm-hmm. I do too. And you know why that is? Because that is such a better life in terms of every day and just, I can't even say quality of life. Quality of life is pretty much better here, mm. but it's so much, it's so much fun there, man. Well, you, you moved when you were older to yeah. Australia, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. You moved when you were five, five years, years old. old. Mm. So you wouldn't know that life as well as Harmon did, yes. correct? So when you have gone back to India, uh, do you wish that you lived there instead of Australia? Hmm. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm not too sure myself because I would I never lived yeah. through Harmon's footsteps, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. couldn't tell how he grew up when he was mm-hmm. younger. So it's harder for me to say just because I lived with uh, Australians like my whole life. Mm-hmm. I just... I have a very uh, Australian type of uh, attitude, mm. so I'm not too sure myself. Well, you, you've got That's a, a yeah, you've got task. more of an Australian upbringing, I suppose, yeah. than an Indian upbringing. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. So what, what's it what's it like at home then, growing growing up in Australia in an Indian household? At home, it was more of a very. Um, it was more of a very desi type of uh, vibe, mm-hmm. very Indian food, uh, more traditional uh, Indian type of vibe at mm-hmm. home. But like outside of home, it's just Australian. Mm-hmm. So it has a mixed. Oops. Ignore. Harmon will cut that out later. 
The the phone no. folly? No. <laughs> no, that's part of the experience. Oh, okay. That's actually part, <laughs> part of, the experience. of the experience. Sandy has his phone just... Uh, this is the third time uh, Sandy dropped his phone, if uh, if we have to mention, just because we're talking about the phone. First, that was his fault. Second was mine, I agree. And third, this, <laughs> he actually dropped his phone. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very different to what we grew up back back in india then it's very different mm. and um sandy how how old were you when you went back to india the first time hmm. about 14 or 15 14 or 15 and did you guys go back to where you were born the same area same region how yes. did you like it yeah, uh, I enjoyed the peacefulness, mm-hmm. but like it got so boring so fast. Mm. But give it a week, and then that's it. Yeah, you that's, just want to go. That's home? it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that with every holiday that you just spend some time at a place, and then you're like, you spend too much time. You're like, fuck, I want to go home now. Yeah. It depends. It depends. There's a uh, places like so. If you if there's a place you want to be going to. Mm. For a really long time, like over 10, 5, 10 years. Yeah. You want to stay there as at least a month. Yeah. That's what I reckon. Just to experience all of that area. Aspects of it, yes. Aspects, exactly. All aspects of it. Um, Yeah, it's a very different lifestyle. You can't absorb that in a a week. No. It's not good. It's not enough. Because I think when you go to a new place, you sort of don't have the physical idea of where you are which part you are like i just went to sydney recently i had to keep pulling out my map just to see what part of sydney i am am i like sitting in south am i sitting in north which part of sydney i am Mm. and i think when you have that idea you're sort of like okay i traveled uh, you know like northern regions or the western side so i think that's uh, that's uh, that's what you do anyways um so 14 and when was the second did you went did you went back with your parents Yes, but I have actually less knowledge of the last time I went back. Mm. Uh, just because it was more of a blur for me, because it was just, uh, how can I say it? It's just like when you have the same experience mm-hmm. twice, you don't mm-hmm. remember as uh, yeah. is exactly as uh, the last time, if that makes sense. But the first time you visit back, mm. it's it's more magical, mm-hmm. if that for makes sure. sense. For sure. Did you meet your cousins? Yes. Yeah, were they were they weirded out by your accent or how are you how different you were from them? So they do learn English oh, yeah. in India. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, know. They learn uh American type of English. Yeah. So it's like saying keys and keys or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh they have a more American type of accent when they speak. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of are weirded out. Just uh understanding it's, it's not like the Australian oh, accent. Yes. They're used to. It's the American style mm. of talking they used to there's three types of uh english accents there's like british mm-hmm. this uh australian mm-hmm. and this american mm-hmm. I, yeah. that's what how i correspond uh english apparently google recognizes canadian uh, english as well but i don't know if you missed that out <laughs> some canadian uh, people might get offended but <laughs> was there any sense of connection to india when you went there that's a good question man. Uh, just the main street 
in India mm-hmm. where like because my parents' house mm-hmm. and my grandma's uh, grandparents' house are just in the same street, but it's a very long street. Mm-hmm. That's the only connection uh, I recognize. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Um. Geez. So when when you when you came to Australia as a five year old, um, you started going to like school or some like. Did you, you know, like kindergarten? I don't know. What, what, what age do kids go to school here, man? Great. It'd be about, what, I think six or seven. Six or seven. I thought it was like five. May, oh, maybe. That's preschool. Preschool or Yeah, maybe. Yeah, pre, it's five or six. What's kindergarten? Five or six. So What's kindergarten, kindergarten? It's before grade one. Oh. Yeah. Grade one. Yeah. It's, it's pre- Preschool's more like a daycare. Care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So did you... Did you have any issues uh, gelling with uh, with the with people here, like with making friends when you were five when you went to school the first time? Uh, fuck yeah. Um, think about this. It's like you only know one language and you're moving into like a different country, uh-huh. different language, dim- yeah. different type of like... Uh, Personality. Like atmosphere, and- personality. Mm-hmm. So... I think it took me a good three years to learn proper English. Yeah. And reading was reading and writing was a completely different story to that. Yeah, I see. It was hard. How, how long did it take for you to adapt to Australia? Uh, from from like sort Australia. of the, from sort of the primary school age onwards, like educational yeah, wise. just sort of socially, educationally. How, how long did it take to socially sort of settle wise? into Australia with with? Friends was probably and... after high school. Really? Because like that long. high school is a completely different atmosphere yeah. to like what real world is. Sure. Like when mm-hmm. you go through high school, it's just like there was one type of like uh, atmosphere, like mm. like a type of hierarchy. But like when you move out of high school, then you have like a – it's more like a even ground mm. and you just find people that you can connect with mm-hmm. and then you can start hanging around with. In high school, it was just – I see what you mean. Yeah. Let me let me put that out in my words if I if I understand what you're trying to say. Mm. I think when you're in school there's it's like a it's like a storyline that's going on in that mm. school because mm-hmm. of all those classes that you know that's coming. It's it's just a sort of like a bubble in which all the guy all the you know students are living they have their own stories from that exact same high school. But I think when you move out to university, Mm -hmm. that bubble just sort of pops open. Mm -hmm. Then you have all these individuals who are sort of also want to make friends. And, you know, just am I at the the right track? Is that that what I was saying? Sort of like that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. But so how... um, Educational-wise, probably in year seven. Mm Mm-hmm. That was when I, like, actually caught up. And I was ahead in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We teach we teach too much to kids back in (laughs) India. It's like study, study, study. (laughs) We want we want uh, want more people. Um how was do you remember as a kid how was it like for your parents to adapt to Australia? Because again, for kids it's very easy. I I would say it's 
still was very easy for me since given that I was 18 when mm. I came here I was still young and I could adapt to my environment which human beings are very good at I think but it's very hard for mm. people who are set in the, set in their ways in already their ways. yeah for sure how was, do you remember any of that that's then? a very good question actually how, how were your parents when they moved to Australia I believe uh, they would have struggled a little bit yeah. just because like trying to move into a different culture, mm. different accents, different policies, mm -hmm. rules. They had to like learn a lot mm. as well as get assistance. Imagine uh, living a life mm -hmm. of independence and moving to a different country where yeah. you actually have to be dependent on oh. another person. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, it's a very hard. Mm. So I like, we were very well, much think, starting like, over from scratch when you move yes, into a different exactly. country. It's a very yeah. But it's also about like living a life of independence and then moving to another country where you actually have to be defended, dependent on another person mm -hmm. to assist you throughout life. Yeah, it's, it's very... It, it's one of those type of situations. But I think it's very... It builds so much character in you. Mm. Mm. I can't say it for for like adults who have kids. I'm just saying for young individuals, it builds so much character if you move into a new country and you start your life from scratch. I think it's the best thing. I wish I could do that every 10 years, but it's it's very hard again to do that. All right, um, so what, yeah, go on. No, you, you go on. Oh, okay, so um, you now are up to a stage that you're sort of independent right mm -hmm. and what do you think is your is your is your um, is your end game in coming coming years do you want to stay in australia and grow here or do you want to move to a different country what, what's what's your dreams what's your aspirations what are you up to these days honestly yeah just having a quiet house just in australia just by itself mm -hmm. is probably my end game oh. relaxation okay. okay so you just want to like can you just imagine just being in, out in open field, mm -hmm. quiet, easy life? That's that's it. Yeah. Okay. So you just want to stay in Australia and not go into a different country. Do you like traveling? Uh, I visited a couple of countries, but I haven't really visited outside of like, let's say, New Zealand or really that's it. New Zealand, huh? How was New Zealand like for you? Uh, I have to say it was about when I was like 15, mm. I went to Auckland. Mm -hmm. I think it was pretty good, but I don't have real good memories of New Zealand. Yeah. Think of it as like a very, uh, very like, it's the same type of culture, mm -hmm. but just different food. Different, different <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. just, yeah. Oh, then you've been to uh, New Zealand before? Yeah, a couple of times. Have you? Yeah. I don't believe it. How did you like it? <laughs> it's basically Australia 2.0. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Same with the prices. Same 2.0. It's, it's some, more expensive. some lovely scenery there, but that's that's it. Just expensive. Same food. culture, yeah. different food. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love to Just go. nicer scenery, I think. Yeah. Okay, actually, yeah. okay, yeah. Have you, have you travelled anywhere else within Australia other than... Melbourne, uh, Queensland, New, New South Wales, and Perth. H how have you found it? Hmm. I think the only different one is probably Perth. It's very uh, spacious mm. and very quiet. That's what I have to say. And it's very hot. Mm. Yeah, it is hot. I thought 
like 26 degrees was hot, but they thought it was cold weather. So I didn't want to experience what they thought was normal and hot weather, yeah. and I was sweating. Yeah, Do you, both is a bit. In, in terms of weather, what would you prefer, colder or hot? More colder. I like my cup of coffee every day and that <laughs> sure. gets me heated up a little bit. That's so funny that both of you prefer the cold. Cold weather, Exactly. For sure. 100%. Man. I can't, I can't. So just assume that India is just a very hot place in general, right? Um, given that Sandy hasn't spent much time. Well, no, Sandy hasn't, <laughs> but you have. So uh, I, we have we have seasons. We, it's not like it's it's a specific. So it's if it's summers, it's gonna be three months of a good stretch of summers, then rainy season, and then you know a bit of spring and then winters. Hmm. So it's not that it's not like Melbourne. That's why I love Melbourne because you see most of, like even you look at the, what's going on from last couple of weeks. It's it's this it is summers, but it's what it was what. It, 15 degrees last night yeah it's very cold it's yeah, right and uh, it's, it's so weird but in india you'd have stretches of seasons mm-hmm. so yeah okay yeah that's so that's, that's like example melbourne weather is known for like having a really really hot morning mm-hmm. and like at like 11 random casual mm-hmm. rain, rain having humidity, mm. then back to sunny again, then having another rain at like 4, 5 p.m. And you're just like, what's going on? Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> but that's Melbourne weather. In in India, right, yeah. when you have a summer, it feels like a drought season. It feels like it's hot, so hot you can't feel like you want to do anything but you just relax. Mm. You that's just, all you can do. Yeah, You get used to the weather. Mm. I've got a question, actually. Do, do your parents have any connections in Australia before before they came here? Just family. Just just family. Just family. Okay. So, well, what so what motivated them to come to Australia other than sort of opportunity? Why why Australia? Just for a better life, honestly. That's the only reason. Okay. Honestly, just quality of life. What? <laughs> let me, so let, me a, a, let me put a, that in just because I have I haven't been to India, no, no, so I don't I know go. what the quality of life is in India. Yeah, let's 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 go on a podcast we, trip and go to India. Let me put that in perspective for you because you've asked this question to Sandy and me as well. Like, why do people move to different countries other than better opportunities? Yeah. Mm. What's the quality of life? Well, what's the quality of life here in Australia compared to the quality of life in India? I guess that's more my question. It's very hard to explain that to someone. It's, it's I so can't hard. explain it. Like, <laughs> I can think of it, but, like, it's, yeah. See, that's... You have to walk in our footsteps yeah. to understand what it feels like to live mm. in India. Mm. If you haven't walked into their footsteps, it's so hard to explain in words and, like emotion like okay how to explain to someone how they would feel to be in our footsteps if mm. that makes sense how would you enjoy mm. let's, being yeah let's take yas or nimitabel mm. why did you move out of there to to melbourne i didn't have a choice wait, my wait. parents moved but would you would you still stay there i would yeah would you yeah Okay. Where's this? Sorry. Uh, oh, it's in a regional town in New South Wales. Town. I was just trying to mm. get him to like understand that why people move out of countries to, you know, um, 
to Metropolitans. My, my parents kept moving because they wanted to get a house and then do it up and then sell it for a profit. That's why they kept moving every so few people, years. People move out of where they're living to look for better, better opportunities. Mm. That's that's the that's the gist of it. But here's the thing: that's with with moving out of your own house. I think everything just comes along with it. You make the the there's a journey. There's a start of there's a there's a very deep psychological understanding that mm. you have to understand that as well. That you are leaving your house mm. and you're moving into a different country that's uh it's it is a journey in itself and you learn so much in that journey and i think people that's your other reason of moving to a different country without uh, other than um having a better, you know, opportunities. better opportunities yeah do you, do your parents still have um do, do they have, have their heart still in india or are they just now planted purely in australia they will always have their hearts in India yeah. just because they grew up in mm. India. They have that, uh, not mentality, but more like they always have how they grew up mm. planted in their hearts. Regardless, that makes sense. you mm. still have your heart. No, it doesn't matter mm. where you are. It doesn't matter if we all go to Mars, we'll still have our hearts mm -hmm. back in back. Yeah. It's not about India. It's about where you come where, from. Where you come from, yeah. yeah. How you grew up. There's a there's a saying in, in, uh, in Hindi, that translates to that your that the your skin off of your nails is never separated or something like mm -hmm. that basically it says that where you come from where your roots are you can never change that that's what it's baked into you that mm. that air that you know that vibe that smell uh, when you get up and you go on the streets and those sounds and the, there's a there's a um there's a way things look in India. Like if you if you look in Australia, every you can see a lot of things because it's a very flat continent. In India, where you when you're living, you don't have much space, so buildings are built vertically up, so you can't see much around you. It's always like you're always surrounded, and your vision is always narrow, mm. and you have to go up in the hills to see a landscape. But if you drive like 10, 20 minutes out here, you can see the whole fucking just like <laughs> everything's out there. So I think that's uh, some of the things that's uh, that are that are different then. Okay, but All I right. think this this is a good chance for us to take a thirty minute break because thirty minute break, th a thirty minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. uh, I got a story for you guys. Here um, we go. No, this no, is gonna no. be good. Yeah. Um, Dan texted me last night. <laughs> yes. Went went from work. He said, "Do you have Sandy's number?" And I was I was driving right. I stopped at the Springwheel Road. I was mm -hmm. driving and uh, I was like, fuck, do I have Sandy's number? It's like, I think I do have Sandy's number. I pulled out the phone and I was checking. It's like, oh shit, yeah, I have Sandy's number. And I put my phone back on the phone holder. I look on my left. There's a highway patrol just standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not cops, highway patrol. Same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, same thing. Same still thing. Cops. Same still same. cops. Same, but same. Same, same. They got much cooler cars. And uh, he looked at me. I looked at him. I was like, I know. <laughs> and uh, then we, I drove a little bit and then he pulled me over. I said, okay, cool. And I knew he saw me using my phone. I saw him seeing me use my phone. I was like. <laughs> I saw okay. you. Look at me. Saw look me, at you. Look, look at, at you, me. Yeah. I'm on my phone. <laughs> I'm on my phone. And I didn't waste his time. I pulled out my wallet. I was like, here's my license. And he asked me, uh, he said, what were you doing on your phone? And 
I looked at him and said, does it matter? So don't waste my time then. <laughs> and then he goes, gets me a fine. And uh, well, that's nice of him. Yeah, gets me a fine for $555. Oh, four demerit points. And I was like, I'm not going to let a cop punk me on a Friday night. So I, I said, why are you wasting my time? Give me a fine because I know. But yeah, no, <clears throat> nothing happened like that. He asked me what I was doing. I got nervous and I said, I don't know what I was doing. So I cried a little. <laughs> but I wish I would have said that. I would have done the same. I you would know have how cried my heart out. He said, he said what happened. Uh, I, I gave uh, him like, bro, I I'm trying to do this podcast. And yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to explain. You know what? <laughs> and the moment I drove off, I was like, fuck, I could have just... Like, I knew he's going to punk my ass, but I'm, why did I let him punk my ass? I could have just been a, it's like, fuck yeah. You know, like, no waste my time. Give me a fine. But, you yeah, know, I, I was very Asian nervous. <laughs> I was very nervous. <laughs> this is very Asian culture. We go back home. Then we let the parents punk our ass. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we, don't, we don't stand up. We accept our punishment. Someone said, ethnic kids mm-hmm. live with their parents mm-hmm. and pay with their... Uh, you know, mental health. Mental health, yes. Yeah. Really? We don't yeah. pay rent. We just pay rent with our mental health, not like our pockets. Here's, here's why. You pay psychologically. <laughs> how, how strict are Indian parents? Um, I think that strictness is carried on traditionally mm-hmm. usually in asian not even south asian i'm gonna say asian culture right sandy in general asian culture is very strict on timelines mm. on what events should happen in what certain age yeah but it depends on like region to region on what like place how strict they are on it like uh i've seen fiji agents pretty relaxed like mm. some of my friends yeah they're pretty relaxed on like um it's okay. You can live how you want to live. Yeah. You can live with whoever you want. But like, north side is very strict on. You have to marry an Indian. It has to be like before twenty five. No cuts about it. No. But yeah, for it, me at least. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, this Go is this is a baseline. Usually, it depends on where you're from, or you know, it dep- It's a very subjective thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say because it depends on parents to parents, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my, I don't think my parents ever forced me to do anything. And even if they did, I would give zero fucks it. to it. I was like, no, yeah. I'm just gonna do my own thing. And I don't, I don't think I've ever listened to. It. And I don't think my parents have ever forced me, even since I was a kid. I don't think mom ever was like, no. She was, she was very, 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 very patient with me as a kid. And I think I've sort of reciprocated. Uh, that back to her so just being uh, yeah I don't think my parents forced me or mom forced me to do anything how about you Sandy what was your upbringing like uh as soon as I got 25 I was like hey are you getting, um, what, when are you getting married I'm just like what, what? what's Who? behind me Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, do I have anyone <laughs> did they actually ask you that that uh, sort of, yeah. They they just slowly, subtly brought it up, and they just keep expanding that, like month by month, or like. Eat. They'll ask you months. a question when you're coming from, like you know, on a Friday night, like Sandy, Beta, <laughs> when you're getting married. <laughs> or if I ever do a fan, uh, a family event. Yeah. The oh, family yeah. will start worst, asking. Bro. Family events are the worst. Then you'd you'd have. 
Plus, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Mm. Work event, work uh, culture is all mm. right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's what they expect for you. Like mm-hmm. they pay your wages for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But family is just like. Isn't that one part of your life that's meant to be like relaxing Relax. and like very happy? You're like seeing them again. Mm-hmm. I can't agree more with what he said. Like mm. you're seeing your family, you should be relaxed, chill. Mm. But you're you're in a very like a weird anxiety ish that you have to be a certain way mm. around your relatives. Well, I've never done that because, again, it's I've, I've fallen through a very different crack. I got mm-hmm. here when I was 18, and after that, I've just been doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a very weird crack. But I can I can understand and relate to what he's saying. Mm. But I think our culture forgets that everyone's trying to, you know, like up their game a little bit to a, to a certain degree that everyone's sort of, you know, in that zone. So you might as well just lose that and just relax and have fucking fun <laughs> while you're at it, right? Exactly. And, uh, yeah, jeez. There's no point in, like, moving to somewhere better, but you're still referring to, like, your previous mm. country's, like, mm. restrictions. Okay. Uh, let's is, that, is that good? Yes. Yeah. Let me, let me change the premise of this. When I, we've, we've known where you come from that you come from you know you were born in Himachal um, North India which I'm where I'm from as well and um, you got here when you were you know you were five years old then you grew up and how did you grow up I want to know that what your interests are and how did you got into that like what's your hobby like so, so the last podcast Dan and I did we talked about hobbies right Dan yeah and we talked about the first moment we realized we like this thing. So let's say photography, like, you know, like what was the first moment I realized that this is what I want to do or this is something I like. So I have realized being around you, like we've known each other for, bro, I'm going to say at least 10, 11 months, right? Because I started mm. in March. Nearly a year. It's so weird. It's so weird. Right. <laughs> and I have realized that you know shit about a lot of things. And I have seen that you have decent opinion on machines, computers, and I think you are sort of aware of things around you. And it's it's I don't realize that I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a chimp, bro. I'm a very very dumb in, in most things, but I've realized that you're very proactive. You you stay focused and you 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 like to open up things in your head and you explain them to other people. I have realized that I have made an observation about you. Why do you think that is, Andy? Two things. <laughs> YouTube. It's such a it's it's such a, a long question, bro. Make it last word to God. It took me Why are you so analytical? I yeah. think that's... Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you could have just saved about three minutes. Why are you so goddamn analytical all yeah. the time? Yeah, that's this, what poor vocabulary does actually you. two things about it. One thing is actually YouTube itself because I yeah. always find new fascinating uh, topics, trends, everyone's getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you're looking at something which is currently like everyone's excited about and you're excited about it as well because you're you're listening to what they explain mm. but the second part is of me being able to be a better myself because one of the one of the goals in my life is to be able to explain to someone mm. a little bit more easier and simpler to explain to them mm-hmm. how things go on mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's just a personal thing. And a uh, second thing is what my interests are. It's whatever YouTube is showing me right now. Really? So if I find a hot topic, I just got to explain mm. it to someone. It's like, oh, my God, can you listen to this? It. I want to understand the deep psychological reason where that's coming how, from. How do you find what you're interested in, though? Yeah. What makes you tick? Hours what, and what, hours of where, YouTube. Where do you find... What, where do you find it? Like, what sparks that interest to, to begin with? It's always, uh, for run, run now, it's always political and technology-wise where you find a new generation, mm-hmm. something yeah. groundbreaking, and you just, mm-hmm. you get excited about it and you just want to explain to everyone, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, have a look what's going around you. Mm. Do you think this is amazing? Yeah. And if they think it's amazing, it's like, can I explain to you why is this amazing? Amazing, yeah. I, I like to exp- I like to explain what I'm like excited about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, can I say, Sandy has a natural YouTuber in him. He's very <laughs> natural. I'm I'm being honest, bro. If you start making YouTube videos, you'd be very good at because you. I feel like you're a natural. I like I like I to don't. see through people. No, I'm I'm get, I'm betting on that, bro. Anyways, like, anyways, I had a follow up question on that. You said you like explaining things to people. Do you do? Would you pursue this in a in any sort of way, or would you like to be like, okay, this is my thing? Because I I I, I I've seen you do that, and I think you like that very much. Like mm. you, you enjoy it thoroughly. I, I I do I do like explaining everything, but like when I get to a, a point in my life where I have to explain it to everyone all at once, it mm. starts being anxious. I have a very like fine line between like trying to explain it to one person to multiple people at once. It starts getting ang- ang- like a little bit anxious. Mm. Thinking about that is like I start like uh, how do you explain it? Like it starts when it comes between a crowd of people. I don't know. I mm. just it starts being a different story yep. altogether for, that- to one person. But when you explain it to one person, it's it's a good feeling like you're mm. you're passing on knowledge that has been passed on throughout like its lifetime See? and then yeah i feel mm. more accomplished when i learn something experience something go through those experiences and pass it on wow that's deep man um don't do you do you, would you say dan this is a irrational fear and that comes also to um comedians as well because Basically, what he said was, you know, like it's um, public speaking. He touched on public speaking. Well, you, you, before, when I was trying to convince you to come onto the podcast, you said that you were a very nervous and, and shy shy person, right? Mm. And that we could only probably get 20 minutes out of you. But, you know, um, do you, I can, I, I can sort of relate in a way because... I used to do sort of speech therapy as a kid and I get nervous and trip over my words a lot. Do you, do you get nervous and trip over your words a lot or do you, do you find it harder to, to talk to more than one person at a time? From what you just said, it sounds like you do a little bit. Depends. If you're talking to someone that has the ability to change your life, mm-hmm. change your pathway... I do because I don't know what's coming ahead of me. Mm. If it's very anxious to know that what you're going to say right now is going to affect what's going to happen yeah. in the future, mm. someone important like 
anyone, like your higher up at work to like someone who can change your life, like make you a millionaire at the same time. Mm. Like you're talking to like Elon Musk yeah, at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Like it's going to change your pathway if you say the right words at the right time. But like if you're just saying a group of friends, mm. I don't feel like this that anxious nerve, like it's going <laughs> to change anything in your relationship, your mm. friendship. If you say something like wrong, mm. I feel more comfortable in that area than compared to like someone who has the ability to change your life. Yeah, yeah. So I have you're a, sort of more comfortable in a social situation than exactly. you are in, say, a professional situation. Is that is that right? Sort of. Yeah. Professional and uh, social can also interact with each other. Mm-hmm. But like, I get into, I get nervous when uh, you have less to lose. Yes. Mm. Sort of like right. I, I, I got gotcha. what he's saying. I think he's right because you are all in. Your chips are all in <laughs> when you have nothing to lose. Anxiety is also mm-hmm. like sorry. No, sorry. no, no. Good. Yeah. Anxiety is also like partners with uh, overthinking, mm-hmm. yeah, and those work with hand to hand with each other. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you break it down, I like to break things down psychologically. If you look at it. You should be nervous. You should be anxious because what what you said that that you could be you could potentially be in a situation where you're talking to someone who could your words could you know affect mm. your future. You're right, absolutely. And you should be afraid, Tandy. You should be, um, you know. Well, don't say that. You're gonna make me even more anxious. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think you have to carry on carry that load, and you have to understand that what you say does does matter. But I think that you just got you both of you just said that I am less nervous than you both are on the podcasts. It's the whole reason that I maybe it's a narcissistic view of looking at things. I, I don't see things more than my own self. I think as as long as I'm satisfied with what I say and do rest doesn't matter the rest is up to my efforts i just say shit so comfortably without giving zero fucks about anything that it just i just say and i think that's what that's what i like about people that you just gotta be yourself and just say shit mm. would you would you agree to that in the end of the day it's all it's about how you find what's comfortable it mm. doesn't matter about yeah. what people think about you mm. it's mm-hmm. about how you think about yourself mm. about explaining mm. what about yourself Dan sorry <laughs> I, I think I, I think I uh, I think I get caught up into my in my own head too much so as I'm talking to people I'm sort of consciously or subconsciously thinking um, about my words and what I'm saying so that's why I'm tripping mo- tripping over myself all the time <laughs> you know I, I feel like communication skills is very essential but it's it's very hard to do that unless you're actively trying to you know learn shit mm. and uh, <clears throat> I think in my head it's so hard for someone to progress for more than what they are right now mm. when pe- other people notice them around them yeah like hey he's trying his hardest but mm-hmm. he's he needs a little bit of assistance, but no one's willing to actually help. Mm. It's like the incident when people don't want to be in the comfort of uh, comfort of assisting someone if they're being assaulted or anything. We just look away. 
we have a blind eye as a society. You get what I mean? No, I didn't. I didn't no? catch it. No, I didn't. Say, say it again. Tell me again. I didn't catch it. Honestly, I'll, I didn't. I'll give you an example. Like, <clears throat> do you know when, conf- when someone's willing to confront another person for an issue, like verbally or whatever, on the train? Let's say and you, you everyone bumped just, into me. Mm. Everyone's just silent. Everyone just ignores. They don't. They yeah. don't want to stand up to something that's right to wrong because they don't want to be in that uh, feeling of like. I'm being I'm, on the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. No one wants to be on the spotlight. Mm. No one wants to time. draw attention to themselves. Exactly. But why not? Why should it, you not? This is I think it really is, is dependent on, on who you are, really, at the end of the day. All the time. You should be that guy. I'm, I'm not I know. Absolutely, you should be that guy. But I really sort of think it depends on who you are and if you feel comfortable enough to yeah. put, yourself put yourself in that spotlight in because you could. Say to yourself, "Yeah, I want to be that guy who stands up for the woman that's being assaulted on the train." But at the end of the day, you don't know until you're actually in that situation if you're that person, person to stand up but, yeah. <laughs> to that to that girl even being assaulted if, on the train. Even if you're not, like you, you have that feeling of, "Yeah, I should stand up." Yeah, I, I should, should I should, but I can't because I'm too nervous. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> draw attention to myself. Whatever it is, it's part of that, and also it's like I'll do it next time as well. Yeah, it's like I, you got that. Yeah. Part, like, well, you sort of, you know, like, you sort of kick yourself yeah. right now. But you kick I'm yourself not. afterwards about not doing that. And then you tell yourself, hey, I'll do it next time yeah. if it happens. Yeah. It, they yes. always just say next time. Next time. Have you ever, guys, I, if you guys ever are walking and you see a girl, you thought, I, I wish I could just tell her that, you know, she's pretty. That's and an you, example. You mm. just walked off. I note, look, no, let me finish. I note those situations where I want to say things. And I don't. I note that in my... I make a mental note that why mm. was I being such a, you know? Well, it's a confidence thing it's, as well. It's, it's, more, it's hard. Let me break that down to <laughs> you That's guys. the exact same, same uh, example we just gave. Yeah. In I, a different... Yeah, in a very, context. very different context, but uh, it's, it's more... Conf- it's confidence. It's hard to gain that confidence just like that, you know? I think if you, if you guys understand the psychology of why that you, that what's going on at that moment and why you do it and what are the personality traits that make you do it and once when you look once you look at the picture from like a very far off angle you're like hmm i think i can fix it once you understand that you know how you're watching a footy match or a soccer match you're like fuck why didn't he cross the ball or why didn't he pass the ball to the other player because we are sitting up on the fucking stands up there and we can see the game so zoomed out. Mm. But those players can't. I think it's not about confidence, man. It's about just... Here's the thing. I think You're you have pre- to feel comfortable enough to step outside yourself and be a different person. But if you're not even aware that you are not that person in those situations you first you have to be aware you the self-awareness i think oh yeah you have to be self-aware that i can't do it or i am the person that does it you have to be very self it's like that really fat guy judging a model by if she's too fat or not it's like she's walking down she's (laughs) looking perfect as well and he's like you're fat (laughs) yeah yeah he's not in the pedestal yeah. He's not getting judged by everyone else. Yeah, he's just. It's so easy to judge someone, but it's so hard, hard to, to be judged it, at sure. or accepting that judgment. Yeah, but uh, again, I, I'm not that confident 
as as much as I would like to. But I think I did sales um, as a job, and that opened me up to people. That opened me up to understanding. So basically, here, here's what the job was. Um, I would get leads uh, on a on a spreadsheet that this is the mm-hmm. address, this is where you go, and this mm-hmm. is where you have to do the sales. I was selling basically solar panels, right? Oh, so, right. So this is this is so a, you did that in, in person. In so yeah, I would person. do I'd do sort of similar things, such it was over the phone or yeah. So this was in person. Phone is so much harder than in person actually. Really, it is. Let really? me let me tell because you. Because can... the phone's easy. No, no, no compared no, no. to doing it in person. It, wait, hold on. W- w- did you say phone is harder? It is. There's different reasons why. Do you, are you saying calling someone is harder and then cold actually calling. cold cold calling? Because cold you calling. can it, for cold calling, it's like numbers. It's like, hey, I fucked off mm. the next one, but I can do it. Mm. I can change what I did wrong to yeah. the next one. It's so easy. It's just uh, like numbers. It's like, hey, I can move to on to the next one. But in person, yeah. I feel like when they look at you, it's like uh, they look through you though. They look, can are you look saying, through you. I was like, oh my god. Well, are you saying know. that in when person? you get that passion mm. about something you're selling, you gotta you are gotta you enable s- that mm. passion, and you can explain so much better. And it's just are you I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. Because <laughs> doing something in person, people can look through you. But when you're doing it on the phone, for me, I think it's there's no sort of attachment. In person. Yeah, it's in really? person okay. for me. Oh, it's easier in person. Is that what you're saying? Okay, for me at least. Um, uh, I've totally forgot about you guys. <laughs> I would. I would. Ag- <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyways. So what I was saying was since I was doing that job and you basically get the leads and you sit down with a person, basically you are trying to sell them an equipment that's worth, Mm. you know, north of $20,000 and why they should buy it. Once you, when you try to do that, Mm. it's, so what, what you're saying, would you selling systems or were you just making leads? Because you can make leads on phone calls. You can't sell someone a $20,000 equipment on phone, can you? No, it's harder to sell than make leads. Leads is something that is potential. Yeah, it's just it's like, like, hey, would you be interested? It's, a, it's mm. just a general conversation. Yeah. When you're trying to sell something, this is where money talks. This is where... What you're trying to sell is what they want, exactly what they want. The more, the more it costs, the more it has to be exactly what they want for them to actually purchase that cost. Yeah, so it's we we just took it. We we took a whole different tangent from where we were. Oh, okay, sorry. And uh, my point being was that since you are doing those kind of jobs, you sort of try to understand the psychology of, you know, getting Anxiety. yourself. Yeah, getting yourself out there and just, you know, I ha- it was a had-to situation for me. It's not a want-to situation. It was like I had to do but it. You're ex- okay, so when you're doing that, though, you're putting yourself in that moment then. Yes. yes. You're preparing yourself for that moment. But when you're out on the street, you know. In your own comfort zone. In, you, in your own comfort zone, but sort of something unexpected happens, like you see a pretty girl, someone's been assaulted or, or whatever it is. That's sort of coming to you unexpectedly. Mm. But when you're out making sales, that's something that you've already predetermined. Yes. but It's, it's not something that you have to deal with as it, as it comes, right? 
So it's a lot more sort of comfortable to go out to do something that's predetermined Man. than dealing with something of... that's not predetermined. I feel I like too. there's a <laughs> you want to be in Harmon's situation, Daniel, <laughs> and Harmon wants to be in your situation. I've, you I've would been... rather be in each other's yeah. footsteps than your own. I'd still, I'd still just. Uh, I don't know why. What tangent this? this I don't know what it is, what but it's it getting it's, it's very getting, deep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's jump out. Is it the idea of we just want something new? <laughs> yeah, I, it could be. It could be. I don't know why we took this. Anyways, I don't know what. What? Why did we go down this route? I think my whole thing asking Sandy was why he's so analytical or why he loves technology. What was the first? What was the first thing that uh, Sandy that you realized that okay I like this? Did you open up your remote control car? Did you open up <laughs> a, a house computer. TV? Uh, computer, yeah, computer is the thing. I didn't, that I, didn't I didn't actually understand anything about a computer. I was like, hey, that's a computer right there. Why can't I do that with this one? Oh, okay. What did you, what did you and like then, growing up then? What what was it that then, sort of sparked you to go down that sort of playing route? video games? Playing video games. Okay. Can you guys imagine, like, hey, I want to play with my friends, but I have to get this, yeah. not this. Yeah. Why? Yeah, They're the yeah, same yeah, yeah, concept. Yeah. They're the same background name. It's a PC. That's a PC. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I had to watch a shit ton of YouTube videos, like maybe like tens or two mm. hundreds of YouTube channels. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I actually got it. At, like, one point, I'm just like, I got this. I don't know why. I just got it. I have to explain to someone yeah. I got this. <laughs> I have to explain to him why he needs this more than this now. Right. I have to pass on that knowledge. That's, that's What about yourself? <laughs> uh, well, for me with comedy, it was just very much me wanting to show off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just growing up, it was me wanting to perform. Have you ever seen someone else go... Holy shit! That punchline that works. Why did that work? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like it was That's more like, oh well, that head. person I'm watching on the TV is making all these people laugh. How does he do that? That's my what opinion. is it that? What? Why is it that he's making people laugh? What? What is it behind those those words that, that are making people laugh? That's literally in my head, twenty four seven. Yeah. Like I figured out the idea why this punchline is working to everyone. It's like holy shit mm. if. It feels to the masses. I gotta explain this to an, in my own comedy show mm-hmm. that I can do this as well. I'm gonna sh- explain to you guys mm-hmm. in my own way why this uh, feels in the masses. It's like I gotta explain. Mm-hmm. It's like the same concept, but like in a different, in a very different context. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> comedy is—it's a way of adapting to like current, uh, current like. Uh, not technology, but like current uh, trends. Mm. You gotta understand what the trend is and be able to like express it in your own mm. way. Wow. If it's like product-wise, spec-wise, or to the like relatively like the humor, like, hey, this is the type of humor everyone's getting into. I gotta mm. explain the same type of humor in my own way. Mm. <laughs> Comedy for me is has always been very tricky. <clears throat> I like the part where you get attention. I think everyone does. <laughs> but it's been very, very, very tricky for me to... I have always made people laugh around me. Like my friends and especially, you know, like you have pretty girls around when you're making them laugh. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a validation. But I don't think I can do that on a stage. I don't think I can do that. 
I don't think I have enough material or that. That's the reason why I don't do it now because, oh, no, I did it for a year, but I got too nervous oh, beforehand. Did, hang on. Where did you perform it? Can, Canberra, Sydney. Oh, really? Predominantly, yeah, for about a year. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I was just getting too nervous or, you know, stage fright. Where I couldn't do it anymore, but it's something? funny because as I was doing it, I wasn't nervous at the time. It was mm. just before the pre-show I was getting mm. nervous for. Is it too insensitive for me to ask? Was it something that's actually building up through the whole year, or was it like a year, like performance by performance? It's the same type. Oh, of anxiety. performance by performance. It was the same sort of anxiety every single time before I went on mm. on stage. I was I was just get too too anxious, too nervous to to go up beforehand it was just that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach mm. which why i just sort of write for people now instead which i much prefer <laughs> i do miss it i do miss performing but it's that moment you get beforehand that anxiety that you get beforehand it's like to a go on stage. You have to yeah tick off. but as soon as you're on stage it's fine yes it's like that tick yeah. off the list of things you got to tick off to make sure you're performing what you how you should be performing mm. like throughout like a mental note. yes mm. okay i'm doing this i'm mm-hmm. confident it's I've not about this. the actual perf- task in hand it's no. about the te- checklist every time before yeah. just imagine like going and performing in like one like event yeah. where you accidentally forgot to like turn off your uh let's say like you talk too loudly mm-hmm. you have to turn off that loudless uh voice you have mm-hmm just so you can satisfy everyone but like you don't mm. and you get like everyone starts laughing at you not towards yeah, your jokes yeah, yeah. and it's just like shit mm. that's my career mm. you get what i mean like i i it's, can't fathom it's about the idea of the actual task in hand instead of the task in hand itself you get what i mean yeah 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 I, i'm, I'm gonna get you I'm on I'm, no no i get I, that makes sense to me but i'm gonna get you on stage one day and you're gonna know exactly what that feeling is <laughs> and this is, what, this is what i'm gonna do what, no, no 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 i do it i, I bet you I, I bet you 50 bucks this cash. time next year we'll be playing our comedy festival show send me on stage <laughs> i'm gonna get booed off no 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 i will I will get booed off, but this is what I will do. I'll just go there and, like, Daniel I was, was, was shoved <laughs> at this stage. But I have no jokes for you guys. <clears throat> but um, this is something funny that happened. You know, I shat myself yesterday. That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to make something up. But here's the thing. I, would get, I won't get nervous. I won't give a fuck if people are laughing at me. Maybe that's just how I'm built. Mm. Mm. I just wouldn't give a fuck. Everyone different. is built differently. Yeah. I just wouldn't. It's... And I'm saying that I won't give a fuck. It's For not me. like I'm actively... Uh, it's not that I just don't give a fuck. I'm insensitive. Mm. I'm mm. actively ignoring the fact that they have a higher opinion or they would have a lower opinion of, of me mm. than I do of myself. That's, what, that's, that's the difference. And I think you sort of have to be borderline narcissistic to have that. You have to have that, man. <laughs> For me, it's like... I'm not saying it, but I feel like I'm always like kind of like a leech. Like I need content mm. to make content out of that content, mm-hmm. if oh, that yeah, makes for sense. For sure, for sure. Like otherwise, I'd be like, "Hey, it's me." What? What? It's are like you? the cartoon show. Hey, I'm Angela. How's? It? Uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Do you, have you, you know about? I think. So, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think. I what? Angela Anaconda. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. 
It would have been so boring without the teachers or like (laughs) that uh, person named Ninipu. (laughs) Sorry. This is going straight to Aussie culture, right? I don't get it. Like Aussie. Well, you. You guys. You don't get it because you came here later, but uh, Sandy grew up here, so. You know the I know what exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> the best thing ever happened to when I came to Australia was I stopped watching TV. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that was the best thing. Well, Netflix and thing, I'd still consider that as a TV. It's which, different. Mm. It's but much different. But I feel like how they were sort of like back, not in, even in India, in everywhere, man. They're trying to like control our narrative with advertisements and news and shit. It's very different. I, I would I would recommend. Someone who's very anxious to start watching TV and news. Anyways, I was going to bring the attention to Sandy back and ask him that. What What are the other things that you like, Sandy? What What else? Like, you know, we like, we know that you like technology. Like, what else? What else? Uh, what would your friends say you like? Like, are you doing How would you introduce yourself to, yeah, to someone yeah, who doesn't know question. you? Good question. That's a good question. Yes. I've got to ask yes. myself when I get to that stage. <laughs> Uh, honestly, it's not about what I, how would I ask myself. It's more about what do they like, what mm. I have in common. Like, let's say Harmon right here. Mm. He likes cameras, right? You like photography. Yeah. Mm. I also like photography. Mm-hmm. I will find something that will be find something some common in ground. common. Yeah. A common ground. And yeah. I'll mm. be able to talk about that. Mm. Otherwise, like, it's just me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like... Me talking to myself, uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I'm really, really good at. It's something I'm generally good at. I have a lot of knowledge on a so much random stuff. A lot stuff, of different things, yeah. But nothing really, really good at. So that's... I play video games. I'm into photography. Mm. I like listening to podcasts, music, mm. YouTube. I like technology. I like explaining myself. Mm. But if you break it down to someone and ask them, hey... There's a girl right there. How would you talk to? How would you talk to her mm. when you're starting off a conversation? I want to know. I, I, I would, would go do. up to her and I'll be like, uh, "Hey, so uh, you want me to pull up? <laughs> you want me to pull up the menu? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just walk away this way." You I get think, what I mean? Yeah. I I'm not good at it's it, uh, it's very hard for me to find common ground with anyone because I'm very I'm into very specific things because you you got sort of a wide variety there of, of, of interests that you have that you can share with other people. But um, I'm into <laughs> very specific things, you know, so it's hard to find common ground with anyone. So I envy envy that in, in a way. Mm. I think if you, that depends how it's you It's a look, yes and no. How you look at things. That's what I like about Sandy. He's very good at making, just because of what he said, he is good at making friends with kids mm. because he can find a common ground. I think if we start, let's say if we start off talking to someone with a thought, with a mental thought that they don't have, or we or you two don't have similar interests or you have different interests. It'll be cricket noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Sandy find quickly finds, you know, those common grounds and mm. start talking to people. I think that's what that's what makes him you know, that's I think that's a very good skill to have, man. Mm. Yeah. I I, th- I think the reason I like you, Sandy, is because when I first met you, I'm like, oh this guy's a nervous talker. 
But I'm also a nervous talker. That's that's why I like. That's, that's why. Oh, this guy's that's, this guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. See, that's what you were doing. You were trying to find a common ground that you had, that Sandy also had. Yeah. But Sandy doesn't think about himself. He thinks, no, okay, no, well, he, how, he, he yeah, doesn't exactly. consider. He, he doesn't. Yes. He, he doesn't consider yes. himself that. Right. Uh, I don't think I'm higher or lower. I just find a common ground mm. and I start explaining it. Yeah, that's good, man. I, think we uh, should learn I don't that, try man. to judge people. I try to see if mm. I can uh, connect with them. If I can't connect with them, I try all I can. There's yeah. nothing I can do. That's it. That's it. I try. I, I, it's funny I because I try and connect on, on sort of personality traits more so. Like, is can this person take a joke? Yeah. Um, you know, does this person have sort of a similar sort of sensibility speech wise just like everyone you put yeah. you also put people through some tests i think yeah. everyone does put everyone through some tests like oh does this person like you know racial jokes mm. or can i make a, a white joke with dan you know like mm. <laughs> so how, it, how easy was it for you to make make friends in australia just, just during sort of your from start or no, now? just for when you got older, like so, say high school, high school yeah. university, work. How how hard was that for you? After or high easy, school, it was still you? pretty hard, actually. Can you imagine, like, because I was still pretty anxious. I only had like one or two friends after high school, yeah. and like, it's so hard for me to like trying to understand what people are talking about. Like, mm. how the fuck did you pick? pull out that conversation with that person it's yeah. like how can i do that like i i still find it to this day it's like i don't know how the fuck they pull out this conversation mm-hmm. and how they got the attention to the other group mm-hmm. while i can't do jack shit like when i say something it's like no one cares no everyone just ignores it yeah. but throughout like uh throughout like my after high school mm-hmm. i started just being myself just trying to explain what i like it pushed yeah. away away it pushed away people that didn't understand me as much it's just like oh it's just a weirdo mm. to oh my god this guy's actually kind of funny did you had any and you start you start just adapting your own social circle so yeah. be, before that did you hold sort of any expectations for yourself then to impress other people or was it did, the more was it when you sort of broke away from that you sort of became more comfortable i suppose it's a bit of both actually yeah. it's more it's one to the other it's like i actually still need some sort of social something to build on mm-hmm. something someone to rely on a little bit mm. and yeah. then that social circle goes to other two people to another four people it's like yeah then i start getting a little more confident yeah those two four people to eight people it's like uh-huh. you start actually getting more and more confidence and yeah. you start building up on that yeah and but then you start having a reliance on hey i have to live up to that expectation but like i feel like it's something you have to build up from yeah the more you people you connect to, the more people you can actually branch out to, and yeah. the more confident you can be on yourself. Oh, the bigger your and the less likely to, yeah. you need to be to be that conscious self that, mm. like, I don't know, mm. you're conscious about someone being, hey, I hate you, or like, yeah. hey, I don't like this person. You start getting less of that feeling the more you branch out. Yeah. Does that? I, I don't know. I know that that, that that makes total sense to me. Mm. Oh, okay. Perfect. 
I, I explain things in my own way. No, no, that, that that makes perfect sense to me. What was high school perfect. for you guys? Did you guys uh, did you guys ever get bullied in high school? Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I did. I did. Yeah. A little bit. When Brown you say when I say kid, bully, oh my god, that's oh, like the you. Wait, that's you talking. <laughs> You'd have been that's a <laughs> You were fifteen when you came to Australia, right, Harmon? No, so it's eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, okay. So you would have bypassed high school then when you came. Yeah. By the time you came here, never got bullied. There's no difference never. after high school. <laughs> never got bullied. But there's a difference when you're in high school and you get bullied. Here's what was your bullying like then, Sandy? Uh it was all right. It was like it was all right. It was alright. It was okay, bullying. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was an aggressive kid, and I was I grew. When you, you, oh, you totally would have bullied me in high school. I I don't think I would have bullied you. <laughs> I was too busy. I was too busy getting attention of girls. I, I generally would have never got bullied someone else. I was a very uh, like empathetic kid. Mm-hmm. I never had I never had a best friend growing up in high school. Like, you know when everyone has a homie, mm. like a ride-or-die friend when they're in high school? Mm. I never had that. Just because of that, like, I had friends, don't get me wrong, mm. but I never had, like, a like a best friend. That's Something, yeah. Someone you can rely on, what you just said. Well, that's word interesting. Word, yeah. That's been overrated. Someone you rely on. Like, y- yeah. you say that more often than you actually believe. You get what yeah, I mean? Yes. How, how many people can you two rely on that aren't your family? It's very hard to say. Probably it has to narrow it down to like one or two. It sort of it, it comes in cycles though, doesn't it? I mean, you have Sometimes. your best you have your best friends. I feel sort like of a few years at a time. Sort of you meet you, you meet people at say high school or work or whatever, and you're like, oh, they're my best friend. But then you move on to the next thing, and then you get a new best friend. Yeah. For me, it's more like moments. Like mm. sometimes I hate my friend. Like so much that mm-hmm. I just don't talk to like mm-hmm. once but if I say something to them like if I need it if I need them to like accept what I'm saying regardless if it's good or bad or whatever mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. they'll still just accept it and they'll just still be there you get what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm asking I'm asking about people let's say if you go get in a car accident and you don't want to call home because your mom's gonna get be anxious and if I get into an accident, I would never call home. I'd call my friends because. Would you call me? No. Uh, I want. I would call someone who I know would be there mm. the second I hang up the phone. He would start driving mm. to the hospital the second I, I. I think I have. I hope I have two people who would do that for me, and I think you need at least five to six people like that at least. Well, it's it's hard for me because. Yeah. I've lived everywhere. Yeah, it is. So I've lived, you know, a few a few years at a time I'm in a new new town. Yeah. Mm. So it's hard to maintain friendships. Like, don't get me wrong, I still have a probably three people that I'm still very close with mm-hmm. who I went to primary school with, who I went yeah. to high school with, but they live in different states, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're very all sp- spread out and it's, it's very hard to sort of maintain relationships when you're moving every few years. Yeah, but with you, you two, you would have, you know, ha- have you have you moved okay. sort of around about Melbourne since you've moved to India? Or has it just it's been one specific location? Montmorency to Mill Park. So it's a little bit of moving around, mm-hmm. but like... I can still go to Montmorency. It's still in the north side of that city I've been to. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
still the same. Yeah. So for me, I don't have the experience like, yeah. of so, moving around. Mm. Initial question was that, did you guys get bullied? And you said yes. But <laughs> what was... So when I say bully, like, since who's never... Who's someone who's never been bullied or escaped being bullied, let's say... Um, what was the bullying like? Did you get like veggies or <laughs> what was it like? Probably emotional, probably. Yeah, like, emotional. It's just like the little things they like, talk about. Otherwise, you just smile at them and just. Well, what you see them. in TV and movies, people getting their, you know, you know, kids getting their heads flushed down the toilet or getting yeah. wedgies or whatever. Oh, That's like not that? what it's like. Oh, oh, okay. In real life, had more it's sort of like. Yeah, emotional, emotional bullying, I suppose. Physical bullying, I don't think. Not really, phys- yeah. No, I'm I, pretty, I'm pretty confident that someone will back me up in physical bullying, but it's the mental bullying mm. that, no, that like what I was saying earlier, everyone turns a blind eye to that mm. emo- mental type of bullying, it, when they just say that little comment that just yeah, gets you. just little sort of cut. Cutting things. And everyone's just around bullying? Yes. Yeah, emotional Jeez, bullying, not, not physical are... bullying. It's about taking a personal. It's more like being like... Um, singled out. <laughs> so funny. It's more this about guy, being singled this out. A bully. No, this, this guy is a bully. bully. <laughs> this guy is totally a bully. <laughs> we can walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I got this guy is a bully. humiliated like that every day. Uh, but here's the thing we humiliate everyone like that. Everyone, you do. You do as. Fr- it's hard, it's hard because you do it as friends, right? It's very different when yeah. you're actually being singled out in a crowd. I see what you mean. If you're a lo- Say if you're a loner at school and you don't have any, many friends to begin with and you're being sort of singled out by a group of people, yeah. that's very different to when you're sort of joking around with, with mates and you know it's sort of... You know, you you you're giving as much as you you're taking. You know. Let me let me let me tell you a quick story. I, re- I failed. Well, not failed. I repeated class seventh. Did you do it? Yeah, I had to do it twice because I was so sick that I couldn't attend school, um, or or bunch bunch of other reasons. I don't want to talk about it. I had to do it again, and so the peer, the class I grew up with, went to the next uh, class. Of course, class eight, and I was still in seventh class. And that was such a such a. I think that was one of the best things that ever happened mm-hmm. in my life, period. But it was it was a weird experience seeing how everyone treats you like that. What you're saying, emotional bullying, that everyone did that to me, but I just didn't give a fuck. Initially, mm-hmm. I did. It made me feel bad. I had no friends, but I just didn't give. I think that that's that was the phase that I adapted like a very thick skin. And after that, stop caring. Mm. Stop caring. I don't. I, I didn't give. A fuck. I had my girlfriend in that same class, mm-hmm. and you know, I was talking to girls. I was like, sort of semi-popular, and I just didn't give a fuck after it's that. Like, but you're popular. You, you said you were semi-popular. Though. Not popular. Not. It's very different when you're not popular, though. Not popular because be I was fair, doing I was stuff. Popular. Well. Were you semi-popular? I was semi-popular. Really? Because no. like <laughs> when people like think of me, it's good memories. But like mm. when I think of them, it's like. I didn't have much memories. It's like, mm. hey. Not popular that. because I was doing stuff or was like, a, you know, I was like Chad. Um, I was just, yeah, because of like maybe wrong stuff or maybe, you know, just doing a bunch of other shit mm. or shit like that. But I, it, it was a fun time. But what you just said there, like getting emotionally bullied, I thought, I think I, I would have gotten emotionally bullied by mm. people around, like who I didn't know was saying shit for no reason. 
But I think that's that's very, very important aspect of your life as a man because it sort of thickens you up. It just, you know, shapes you into a character. Like, you can't be a, a wuss. Well, no, it certainly makes you a stronger yeah. person yeah. later in life. But the reason I was bullied is because you're moving school every other few years. Yeah, so big, you're having yeah. to start over with new people. Such a weird situation. I don't know what it was like with you, Sam. How, how many schools were you at? Just two. Just two, yeah. So two. I, was at, I was at probably... Five or six. I'm gonna be honest. Over the course of primary school and high school, it just gives you uh, a bit of time to understand. Like you have a such a limited time mm. of uh, expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste it on like someone who bullied you no. through high school. No. Then coming back and meeting you again, mm. trying to trying to get yeah. revenge. Mm. You realize like life is so short. You just oh, yeah. you don't give a shit. Do you just move on. Just keep mm. moving. Yeah. At what point in life did you figure that out? Because that's a you know. <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> that's ever that's stand sort of my philosophy. Like you got to. Um, did you guys ever stand up to your bullies? Like, oh yeah. Say shit I got to a point where I could have stand up to my bully, but then I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna move on to what I like yeah. instead of what I. I don't want to waste my time, time on, on yeah. and I just beat myself. Beat I was yeah. being, I was being myself afterwards. I was just like, "Fuck it." I expect you guys to sh- tell me a very heroic story. Do you have that? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Yeah. not at all. It was a very efficient story. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't have time for for any of that because I, I was on to the next school in a, a year or so after after that. So when you start enjoying life, you just like start. Not caring about the other right. shit. At, at, at what point did you start enjoying life then? At what point After did you say, I don't care what anyone else thinks and just sort of live your life and realise that life is too short to put up with any of this? It's just moments. Exterior stuff. It's moments? moments? Yeah. Uh, there's not 24-7 where I'm just, hey, I'm fucking amazing 24-7. Yeah. It's just up and how It's up and down every day. But, like, there's always points in life where it's just like, hey, I can take that conscious uh decision of like ruining someone else's mm. life or pushing so uh putting someone down mm. to make myself feel better but then after that i have that thought is like i just don't care yeah i just don't actually care about like putting that person down mm. that's the point in your life where you're just like you're a little bit better well, about yourself you're a little more confident about learning yourself, how to be the just bigger person as well mm. is it a bigger person well you yeah learning to be the bigger person than to sort of worry about too much about getting back at someone else and then just moving on with your life. Yeah, yeah. I, I would accept that. How do you conduct your life, boys? I'm, I'll come back to you, Dan, as well. Like, how do you conduct your life, Sandy? How do you go conducting your life on a day-to-day basis? Like, how do you see life? Um, well, what's your philosophy on life? Or what do you think is the meaning of life? Let's, let's no, take, come this on. <laughs> take this seriously. Yeah, yeah, like, how do you? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dan. This what's the meaning of life? Yeah. <laughs> I just Sandy, come what? on. What's the meaning of <laughs> this? There's two laid. types of things: mandatory and by yourself. There's things that I believe your society, like by rope, you're tied to. You have to do every day mm. to make your life exist mm. the way it is every day. Mm. Yeah, there's the mandatory, and there's the things you just want to do. You can choose your whole lot. You're throughout your whole day. Wait, hey, I gotta do this. I'm gonna spend this much of time. I'm. It has to be tomorrow or next week. I I can spend time with you. 
like things that like you don't actually have to spend your time to like actually do. Mm-hmm. It's just mandatory things to things. Hey, I want to spend time with this person or hey, I want to do this type of activity. Yeah. Things you want to do and things you need to do and how you can make that more efficient. Yeah. Every Everyone has their limit of like, hey, I want to do this efficiently as possible so I can spend time to do this and that. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. It's very let's, logical. Uh, let's, take a, <laughs> let's take a quick break, boys, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what's the meaning of life for three of us. We'll, we'll talk We'll talk more on oh that. Oh, my God. Is meaning of be life. like the Lion King? Because it's... <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, we're going to start <laughs> singing. You're at the podcast that's called Game of Life. So what do you expect? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll be back in a break. Yeah. So we're back from break. Let, let, let me ask you guys some psychological questions that I've, uh, I've written go. down for you. Yes, guys. here we go. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't write these down. I downloaded it from AI. Um, I asked AI. Hang on. Did you pay for the subscription or did you didn't? Bro, it's free. It's free, but the one we were looking wanna, at was If you want to explain what the answer was, you have to actually pay for the subscription to like expand their expla- yeah. explanation. Really? Yes. Jeez. Actually, well, okay. This is mm. what I did. I asked AI mm. that psychological questions to ask a guest on a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what I typed. Yep. And uh, AI came with the 10 questions mm-hmm. that we, all of us, would try to answer. Let's see if we can get through any five or maybe two, barely. Cause okay. Read the last sentence. What does it say? Read out loud, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> read out loud. You read would, you, it. <laughs> would you rather finger your ass or suck 50 toes? <laughs> Suck like 50 toes for sure. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that depends if, like, they've got pretty feet. In the no, how, how well are you clean? I don't think I could get 50 toes in my mouth at one time. <sighs> Here's the thing. Sucking, <laughs> sucking toes is an art. I'm just, just fucking with you guys. Is it? Yeah, it, it is. Is it? Is it? I don't know. You I don't know. Me. I don't know. I I think if I look at Dan, he looks like he has foot fetish. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. No, Feet are the worst. No, they're not. They are the worst. They're the prettiest. Dan knows <laughs> what he wants. He knows what he wants. Dan. Is he like, doesn't. He doesn't need no person to tell him he likes toes. Dan doesn't take bra off. He takes socks off. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I just... For your opinion, I take my socks off every day. I'm so happy. I'm so happy Dan and I are friends because Dan bullies me. I think I bully him much more than he does to me. And I, he doesn't take offense, man. That's the best part. Anyways, okay. That's a sign of friendship. It is. That's a sign of friendship. It is, for sure, for sure. It's about not taking what the other person says yeah. by heart. Yeah. Do you have something like that in your life, Sandy? Uh, yeah, I do, I do. You do? I do. <laughs> okay. I don't think this was in there, but this I had this in mind. I'm going to ask you boys this. Who was the person, or not even one, could be multiple persons that sort of influenced your life or your perspective on how you see things? 
who was that person or who were the people that influenced it could be your parents could be someone on the internet could be Joe Rogan or I don't know I'll let Sandy go first because yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah it's We're so gonna... funny sometimes oh my god yeah. <laughs> uh, it's literally everyone what? everyone has a level of influence on me including oh, yeah. us like whatever you say to me or whatever you do to me mm. I take that like as a future experience that I can improve on Mm. and I do take it by heart and I do uh, I do try to be better for myself what I can do about that situation so every every action there's a consequence and I take that as part but Uh, I see what you you mean you get what I mean it's it's every little event I have I always remember I don't know why but I just always remember that little thing that that person Mm. kicked me and I remember that and I'm just like fuck for the next no but this is this is we're talking about of the things that was did you had similar of those moments with a singular person uh, that influenced you could be your could be your father because you know um some sort of inf- like someone who sort of changed your perspective on things or because I, I believe that if you what you just said that if you listen to people all the people all the time then you sort of lose your own essence as a um, as someone uh, who's unique on this planet earth you know? it like, depends where you want to be for example like if you want to put your life into a family perspective then you just like listen to what your family says yeah. and then you'll have more of a family type of relationship where you'll bond with your family where you'll grow, uh, adapt mm. and grow mm. but if you listen to your work colleagues yeah. for your manager's sake then you start adapting to what they want and then that might push away from your family it's always what you want in the end uh, influenced by uh, around the people that that you work with or your fam like you're born with to your friends it's what you want to do in the end honestly because for me it's more about what I want to do what my family my, not, not in my family what what I'm interested in at that time of day so what is that you're currently interested in my work because <laughs> okay. uh, right now I find my work the most interesting mm-hmm. so what my friends say and what my family say I try to not, I try to take it as just whatever <laughs> and what my work colleagues say I take it more into my heart to improve myself I can only do so much as a person myself I can only improve one point in my life you want to improve what you want to what, what your heart says about yourself like you, what you think you want to do mm. you want to improve on right mm. and the people who who want to contribute the most about you to that aspect one point, of your personal, aspect, yeah, yeah. you want to take in because mm. you can't take in everything at, all at once otherwise they'll be contradict, uh, contradicting you contradicting yeah. yes so well, okay, can, ex- expl- explain what you're doing now for, for a job and, and what you want to accomplish with that 
job then? And and who are those around you that that are influencing you? That that, that are sort of um, promoting that sort of um, achievement to do better in in your current uh, I'm not job? Lie. My my brains just picked up. Can you explain? <laughs> Can you like? Okay, so. What, what do you what do you do? What can you explain what you do now for a job, and what you hope to accomplish in that job? And who are those around you that are pushing you to do better at that job? Um, by legal binding contract, I can't really say who's the people around me who can who are telling me to do it better. But like, or who, who are the say, time people? Then too. It'll probably work slash friends. Yeah. <laughs> he signed a contract. He signed the top secret contract. He can't. He can't talk about it. But it's so sandy. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh my god. Okay. Let's take this one step at a time. What do you do? What do you do for a living? I'm a system engineer. Okay. And what what is a systems engineer? <laughs> he works on little. Into like little parts of as uh, a whole system mm-hmm. that make sure they commute. They're talking to each other. Yeah. They're making sure it's working. Okay. And it's making sure the whole system is working mm-hmm. as one mm-hmm. instead of like little individual units working individually. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Okay. That's such a you you didn't. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> okay. okay. And what what do you hope? Where do you hope to take that then? What what, what do you hope to accomplish? In that, I'm hoping I can take the necessary skills to like actually like be able to learn all the like mm-hmm. industry standard like int- uh, little components to yeah. like a whole system mm-hmm. and be able to pass on that knowledge mm-hmm. to the next generation mm-hmm. as well as be able to go to some a new industry completely new in like 20-30 yeah. years in time and be able to explain my experience and be able to like make sure like that company can like actually like thrive, like, thrive yeah. from my experience. Okay. Uh, I want to be valuable <laughs> in company that's pretty much I it. Guess that. I want to be I want to be be able to express my experience mm-hmm. in a way where if I leave mm. I'm very valuable like holy shit yeah. they need someone to be like me yeah th- th- this, uh, is, that's, this that's, is a this is the guy who's who's influenced our sort of industry. practice and yes. the way we, we sort of operate. I want to be that guy pretty yeah. much okay so I want so, to be able to so, be, so what sort of pushes you then to to do better then like your colleagues your, who who Pushes you to do that. Probably it has to be colleagues. Okay. Every time uh, you get to that situation, it's like, holy shit, I know what to do. Mm. I know everything to do. I can do what I want to do, mm-hmm. what I need to do. Mm. Then your colleagues always remind you at the end of the day that, hey, you're still learning. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I you're really, still learning. <laughs> I like that. I like the quality about him because <laughs> you can you can rely on Sandy on in in role in, in more situations. Well, the thing about Yes. Sandy is that you're constantly trying to improve, improve yourself. Yeah, that's good. And go, you know, do better and, and actually leave some sort of a, a mark when and if you leave, you know. Mm. So, which is quite admirable 
traits. Uh, and I think some people, well, most of them, are just trying to fuck around and just earn money, but... Sort of move on to the next yes. thing, and but, but, but you're sort of make you, you know, you're there to make a difference, I, I suppose. And that's why I, I've seen I've seen managers value you as an employee because that's that you're you're good at that, and uh, I think we should uh, we should look up to that, man. That's good. I Does, appreciate that about you. One thing one person said that uh, to me was, if you're there at this time and stage you might as well make a count you don't just want to fucking waste your time so you can do whatever afterwards you might as well make the time count who said that to you? Uh, in Target I used to work at Target like nearly 10-11 years mm. and I think one of the managers said hey you're fucking here it's you're already at this stage in time you're already getting paid for this. Why the fuck are you not doing anything about it? You might as well make this time count. Most so I took that by heart and I pushed it. So that I manager, made my time count. So that manager was the person that I'm not too sure if it's a manager or an employee. So well, either one, someone at Target. Shout out to them. <laughs> Literally, the person didn't matter it's what they said that mattered yeah, because yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't remember that's what we just <laughs> talked about earlier that what your words you're saying does influence your actions in the future and you know how it can change you mm. and the other person as well they always connect they always connect and what you say does matter all the time mm. and uh, then who, who was who was that person that influenced you as, a, as an individual or um, in any which shape or form, was it your mom, was it your father, brother, sister, friends, colleagues, me? <laughs> Absolutely not, yeah. <laughs> um, it would have had, it, not parents, not, not relatives, yeah. no bosses or colleagues, probably a mate of mine who's... Um, a, ma- a mate? A mate. I uh, literally thought made. Just no, not. Yeah, mate. My maid, actually. You made you made a a friend of mine from from school who I'm very good friends with now um, to this day. Um, He's a very disciplined individual, and he's works in the air force. Wow! I knew it. And anyone who's disciplined and is able to influence you. He's always in the yeah. military, the yeah, navy, yeah, or yeah. anything he's, related. He's he's he, he right from the moment I met him, probably in primary school around year five or six. Oh. Um, so I probably met him around year five or six in primary school. Then I moved, and then I reunited with him in year eleven and twelve, mm. and stayed in contact way after high school finished but he he was probably the most influential person yeah. that, that I've ever known because of how disciplined he is and uh, the job that he's had the life he's led he's, uh, he's someone who keeps who has kept pushing me and um, yeah. probably more so sort of not inspired me but sort of uh push me to do better 
by setting example of himself. Yeah, uh, sort of, sort, sort of, being, uh, sort of. When I said, "Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to travel here, or whatever it is," he said, "Yeah, go do it. You know, just do it. Mm. Just, just, just go all in. And um, if you want to travel overseas, travel overseas. If you want to pursue podcasting, pursue podcasting. So you know, I. He's always very." Um, you know, in, encouraging whenever I've told him I'm planning on doing something. You guys uh, ask you. Yeah. Does that mean like when he asks you to do, a, like, you say you want to do some a task like podcasting? Yeah. Like, did he try to push on that exact same persona, or did he just say he wants you to do whatever you want? No, and no. Just, so like, so he gets excited on my behalf. So if I say, hey, I'm going to try stand-up comedy, hey, I'm going to try and do podcasting, whatever it is, he says, oh, he sort of encourages me to do it. He says, it's, he goes all in with me. He says, no, you should definitely do that. You, oh, have you considered, you know, doing this? Um, okay, so when I told him that we were going to start having people on to interview, he said, oh, I suggest you listen to this podcast um, and the way they interview people and... Mm. You know, he, he gives me all these sort of suggestions and actually does the research for me on my behalf and says, hey, maybe you should read this article, maybe you should go and watch this YouTube video on, on how, to, how to do what you're interested does in. Does he get excited when yeah. you do the exact same thing but with a different twist? Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the type of thing so you that, want to be See, that, that, that's one of my best mates who, who I, I've known for over... You know, ten years now. Mm. For every single time he tells me he's going to do something, and I tell him that he's going to do something, we just sort of encourage each other and sort of do research for one another and say, "Hey, maybe you should go read this article. Maybe you should go and watch this YouTube video." And we just encourage each other like that. That's so good, man. I had a follow-up question. That you guys both grew up with fathers, right? Yeah. Yes. How was did did having a male figure in your life because I didn't grow up with one it's not what like, is the story be, I, we're going to get into well, this in not, a later episode no, but, no, we're no. not going to we're not going to talk about that we're either. not going to talk about it now not now but I'll well, get into it later maybe I'll think about it if I, if I, if I ever want to bring that up but it, I want to ask that how was it like did, did their personalities influence yours it's not that I didn't grow up with one it's just where they got separated and yeah uh-huh, yeah uh huh from that on but I want to ask you guys how was like having a father figure in your life did their personalities influence yours or did you see yourself in your um, you know in your, your father own your, no. your, your own father did you ever adopt their uh, you know like no. intricate things no 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 so it's with me yeah with my parents yeah, yeah. Uh, with my father I'm I didn't want to adopt what he exactly had as a process mm. in life where he's like, hey, this is what that makes me happy. Yeah. It's more like it encourages you to just accept that this part of your life is something that you should appreciate mm. more than anything else. Like, it just takes in consideration, like, for me and my father, right, this is tell- it, it tells you that, hey... Maybe you should slow down life just to take consideration that, hey, this part of your life is pretty magical. 
my dad was my dad was a chef, so he just takes the uh, cooking part of his life. He tells me, "Hey, this this type of food is amazing. Mm. Just accept that when we have dinner, we should just enjoy it together." Wow. You get what I mean? I it's not something that he forces you to do. Something that he tells you to like absorb in life and appreciate it yes appreciate yeah it's guidance wow, wow like there's a guidance forcefully and there's a guidance hey you're showing this guidance you can take it you don't have to take it but if you do take it you'll learn something from it mm-hmm. you get what I mean I do I do so did you ever want to did you ever try to um, learn you just said your dad was a chef. Did you ever try to learn that off from him? Or did he ever try to teach it to you? Or did you guys had good moments of you guys trying new foods, we had, traveling? We had common ground. We yeah. had something we enjoyed about mm-hmm. food. Uh-huh. I had things I learned from my dad. I had things that I want to learn from what I learned from my dad. Mm. Try to expand on it. Mm. So, yeah, I did. I did try to learn mm. so did you ever get good at cooking because you had a good father figure or someone who was very I to do something differently you get what yeah, I mean I want to do something like I see what you it's mean it's not the same but differently do you want to bring that little twist exciting. exactly yeah, you should yeah. be your own person in a exactly. way I suppose but while keeping that same it sort does, of attitude that your dad has with cooking it does give you guidance yeah. but it, guidance does not mean anything forcefully it mm. means something yeah. that you can appreciate mm-hmm. where you can grow into as part of like your main journey mm-hmm. like consideration yeah guidance is consideration mm-hmm. you know sure. it has some sort of like tanglement mm. well, guidance is consider guidance is consideration it has a bit of entanglement to it. Oh, that's a bar right there, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Dan, what, what about you, man? Uh, since, yeah, what about you? What's the, what's the question again? <sighs> since you... Oh, my dad. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Um, well, it's weird because... So, the dad I know now is actually my stepdad uh-huh. because my dad died at a very... My actual biological father died at a very young age. How old oh, were when you? I was young, I was probably three years old. My I, actual I didn't know dad that about died. That. I didn't know that. So my mum sort of remarried when I was probably about five or six. Mm. So the dad I've had now has always been my stepdad, but I've always sort of considered him yeah. dad. So it's very sort of different, I suppose, because when you start sort of having sisters, yeah. you know, sort of they're sort of more biologically linked to your to dad, dad, to you know your stepdad, so it's a different. Are. It's a very different di- mm. dynamic when you start getting siblings who weren't there before. Yeah, into the into the mix. Yes. So sorry, sorry. Hold I was on. more more close to my mum in, in the, the than, than I am my my dad. You know, you were three. You said when uh, yeah. And how old were you when you saw your first dad, your stepdad, for the first time? around five or six five or six yeah were you able to tell the that this is someone you know not 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 really because i don't have any sort of memories of my biological dad sort of flashes Mm. but not much else do you have a a picture of him yeah i do i do do have pictures but i don't Mm. look at them very often 
Mm. Do you have flashbacks of what he said? Like any? No, it's sort of more memory. Sort of, sort of me- more, not what he said, but more sort of memories of 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 what he was like. Um, but oh, I don't know. It's sort of hard. It's hard to sort of articulate. But mm. um, go on, go on with go on with your stepdad. So how was how was your relationship with like him? I think it was very sort of. It was it was hard to sort of. At the start, it seems like it took a while to sort of consider him dad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like even at that young age, it was sort of hard old. to sort of settle in mm. to to that sort of relationship. Yeah. So I think I was more close with my mum than I was with my, you know, stepdad or dad. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really sort of follow in his footsteps or sort of take any sort of advice from him it was more sort of i lent more towards my mum than i than i did my dad so even though that you grew up with him technically yeah sort of yeah you there was still there was still a sort of like a you know like a distance in between yeah, yeah there was a little bit of a distance i think mm. well, there's always been a bit of a distance mm. i think because i sort of know that in the back of my head that he mm. is only my stepdad, but I don't. Even though I don't consider him my stepdad, I consider him my dad. It's a, you sort of still feel that sort of distance, whether it's sort of sort of a subconscious thing, you know. Yeah. Gr- growing up, you sort of still feel that distance in the back of your head, where yeah. it's sort of not entirely sort of you don't entirely feel comfortable, I suppose. Did his presence made? A difference in your perspective on life or because since you were five I think five-year-olds are smart enough to understand life yeah even though if you don't consider them as a human being but five-year-old is a very smart kid man yeah and d- did you, you ever you live differently if probably I mean who's to, who's to know I mean mm. yeah so you his presence or his being there um, didn't make much difference on you as a, did you spend time with him or did oh you yeah guys do absolutely it? we spent time as a family but I would say I think it's more awkward I think when we're just alone together ah, but when we're, we're when, we're, when we're sort of in a we're, when you're uh, in a family unit mm, it's more comfortable mm. but when I'm just one-on-one with him it's more it it's not as comfortable better, but it's got better over you time have, it got better over time obviously you have nothing in common at the start so you yeah start exactly to like, exactly hey. it's sort of it's sort of more that sort of bonding as a family but unit still, that, that that i i connect with growing up more so than with my dad that you're in this situation right now and daytime no 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 it's sort of it's you sort of forget about it after a while when when you get old the, the older you get you sort of forget that you know he's just my stepdad he's just just dad you know mm. <laughs> especially when you sort of with with that at such a young age at yeah. five years old you sort of you sort of adapt adapt to it o- over time and did someone you get act- used to it did someone came and tell you that or you figured out yourself just you figure it out on your own Mm. So your it's sort of never... something. It's not. It's not something that you sort of sit down. Sit down. And sort yeah, of, I was gonna say. Sort of say. You know, he's your stepdad, step-dad right? Yeah. He's not your biological dad. You sort of just figure out. You, know, you just figure it out on your own. Yeah. The situation's there. You yeah. Just accept yeah. Exactly. It's sort of mm. never sort of articulated to you as a kid. Yeah. 
but you sort of know you know in the back of your mind that it's a it's a thing but you sort of just get used to it over the Something course you of years it, exactly yeah oh you have okay. to accept that life is like that yeah exactly right you make the most out of it pretty much mm. I'm going to ask you guys one last question, then we will wrap this baby. This has up. been great. I mean, it's we've got to get Sandy back in. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> Sandy. Because on the next I feel like we only just touched the surface. I feel like we only touched the surface. Bro, I got this shit last time, Mercury, and we were so smashed. <laughs> and it's been, it, it just gets you, you know, to liquor it up quickly. Mm. I think we started out fairly rusty, but I we, think we, we just clicked. It was the, it was the alcohol, bro. I, mm. think, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I've got a question for you guys. And we'll start with Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandy, what is what is your? And I, I don't want you to think. I just wanted to just say uh, as soon as you think, think of it. In uh, as soon as don't ask Sandy not to think. <laughs> What's your favorite childhood memory? Because I think childhood memories shape you as an individual. What's your favorite childhood memory? I love asking this question to everyone. It has to be food. Mm. It's that, food. Wow. It's that time of the month or week. Yeah. Or, day where we just get together it's either in the street whole like marketplace or it's either with the family Mm. where we just eat together Mm. and just watch like television together and just that was your don't think about anything else in life just figure just think about what's going on right now do you ever do you ever do you guys ever still do do that no Mm. no no I see what you mean man like Having food, having street food back in India. It's something just, that you can take your mind off in what's happening on a daily basis mm-hmm. to what's just going on right now. Mm. It's just, I don't want to think about what's going on mm-hmm. what, as a person. I just want to go on what's going on right now. Mm. Like, I want to think away from what life's events mm. are going to be. That was Do your you Friday understand? night as a kid. Yes. Yeah. Friday night. As a kid, yes. Oh, it's, Right. Okay. Dan, what was uh, what was your favorite childhood memory, man? It'd have to be just road trips as a road family. Trips. I think. Yeah. Oh, so wow. like you know, sort of traveling from a small country town into the big city on a weekend or a week or whatever it was, just going somewhere as a family on a road trip. I think because you sort of you're sort of isolated in a way. You you can't go anywhere. Mm, you're just exactly. stuck in a car. You're having fun as a family, sort of listening to, you know, Music. a CD or, or, you know, playing games or what, whatever. It's just sort of that sort of journey on the road in a yes. car. You take together. And you take together, yeah. And you, it's that sort of the memories you make sort of on a road trip. It's such a beautiful a thing. Yeah. You know the best part about, uh, like, all those stories is <clears throat> before you guys actually do that thing, the excitement that led leading mm. up to that moment yeah. was so bizarre and so crazy mm. that I fail to have that now as an adult. Mm. Do, would you guys agree? I, uh, so, so, so there's some instances where you sort of look forward to things, but yeah, I don't think you sort of can capture that same excitement you when you were a kid. I gotta agree to Daniel. Mm. Yeah, but then. As a person who likes to teach people, I have the excitement of I'm about to do this exact thing that I was excited to, mm. to someone else. I was like, hey, it might be my child or it might be someone else. Mm. I'm about to do 
something that got me excited to this person. Mm. Wow, that's that's the dopamine hit for you guys because yes. technically <laughs> that is dopamine being released in your brain when you guys do that. Exactly. But I used to love that excitement up to that point. Imagine you guys had a like a school trip. You know, you guys used to just like the night before I used to lay down Did my you? uniform and clean my shoes because I know I'd have that crush on that girl you, to be, you know, dressed up. Do you, do you ever get this experience where you sort of go on, say, a school excursion yeah. for like a few, few, a few days yeah. with your friends and mm-hmm. you stay in a hotel somewhere in a city or, yeah. you know, even when we went to sort of Cairns for that, for that weekend yeah. trip away, mm-hmm. do you ever sort of feel sort of not depressed but sort of longing for that sort of experience that you had just had when you get home wait say that again so do you sort of get a depressed sort of feeling when you get back home from a big trip like like that with with a group of people that you've just hung out with for a weekend or a few days whatever it is do you sort of get that feeling that oh that feeling's just passed i'm longing for the people i had just been with. Been with. Are you, do you sort of that, get that depressed feeling where you're sort of like, oh, I miss those people that I was just with. I wish intense, that was still continuing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting this vibe where it's like you're so excited that mm. it's overhyped. Yeah. And you're just like, I could be better off at home. Yeah. I want to be at home right now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's gone. Mm. The excitement's gone. I yeah. want to be there. I want to be home. Yeah. I would say that that depends on what kind of people you're with. Yeah, really. And it's also really about does. the situation by yeah. yourself as well because like – when you're so hyped and mm. you get yourself overhyped, mm. you expect more than what's given to you. Well, it's okay. Mm. So let me give you this example. Mm. We we were on a we went on a work trip last year to Cairns, mm-hmm. yeah. and we rarely get the opportunity to to uh, hang out with our boss socially, <laughs> right? With Steve, with Steve, with Steve. Yeah, yeah. Who else would I be talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll come. He'll we come. we rare we rarely get get an opportunity to to sort of hang with him socially. Yeah, and while we were in that moment, yeah. sort of socializing with him outside of work, yeah. you know, just going to a bar, drinking, playing pool, whatever, you sort of live in that moment. Then yeah. you get home, and then you realize, oh, it's over. You know, I sort of miss miss what that was because the following week we're just going to be back at work again. It's You're not going to have that sort of – it's going to be a while before we sort of have that same experience again, if ever. If Are that, you talking about like how it's so short? Yeah, it's so short Shortly. that you sort of realise you're sort of living in that sort of limited space and then you get home you and realize, then that space is that's, – that's gone. That's just evaporated you, over the course of 48 hours. Let me, Can let I me, just ask – are you saying he's pretty much like the same as he's at work? Yeah, when he's at holiday. Yeah, I, I, I think he's more so. He's time. more. He's more loose for loose sure. Yeah, but but you sort of appreciate that that he's sort of not the same person that you sort of mm. hang out with at work. So you won't sort of get that experience again when you get back home. I think honestly, from listening to the experience, I feel like. He is the same person, but he, he is. But he's honestly, we're not, we're not, regardless he's not, if he's in the work situation. Yeah, exactly. Not. He's too busy in that sort of work mode than to, to sort of sort of have that experience. But you can always sort of, get that hint of 
that's yeah. the same type yeah. of person he is regardless yeah of he, exactly he may work or not exactly. i don't think he is. i don't think dan was asking about steve he was just asking about just the, in general i think yes. in general sort of in general it's yes. just, just me, an example i oh, think okay but, okay let but me, that experience let me break it down for you yep. i feel like it's hard to articulate but it's <laughs> it's yes. a very uh I feel it's like a good experience to yeah. explain every time i think in my life i have those opportunities so rare yeah that when i am in those i try my best to enjoy them and when they're over i go home and i f- i i actively think of myself as a as a as a very hip writer mm. and i feel like oh my god okay that was a situation that was a that was a part of life that was a very short window in my life where i got the opportunity to have fun and i'm i'm back in my normal everyday life and i'm gonna and i'm gonna you know it's hard for me to get back into that sort of normal groove of yeah. of life after i've i've experienced something say euphoric mm-hmm. i suppose but that experience that i've just had so it's hard to sort of come down from that and then just go back to normal life because i sort of feel not depression but sort of more of a oh uh, that's it a loss, I suppose, of that sort of experience I, that I've just had when I get home. Let me, like let that me, feeling of, yeah. that's it? Yeah, exactly, let yeah. Let me touch on that. Let me touch on that. I Go think on. if you're... We're getting too deep. If you're, if you're doing Keep some... Keep digging, bro. Keep digging. <laughs> if on. you're doing difficult stuff in your life, I don't think you have that feeling because that goes away because those difficult things humble you down quickly. Mm. Um, I started taking cold showers uh, in 2021. And it's not easy, man. Jeez, no, not, it's not. I've brother, tried that a couple times, easy. and no way, I can't do that. I know it's meant to make your skin like healthier and all that sort of stuff. That but peak performance in bodybuilding for me. Yeah, taking cold showers, cold showers helps you lose body fat. And yeah. if you want to lose Does the it? most amount of body fat possible, mm-hmm. you got to have those cold showers. It's it's not about how much you ha- how cold it is. It's about how consistent it is. Go on, sorry. Basically, it's about to me. It's about I uh, and let me let me touch on that. I may, uh, it makes you sound very cool, but I'm not very consistent with it. I'm not consistent at all. And I have a chart where I write uh, the day I had cold showers. Mm. And I think in 2021, I must have done 40 days in 365. And that's fine. I don't judge myself on it. Mm-hmm. But I think if for me, it was about the consistency of doing it. So my point from that being was, I'll, I'll bring it back, I'll bring you guys back, was that once you're doing difficult things, you in your life, you sort of have a groove of yourself and you aligning to your life mm-hmm. and moving forward. That once you're out of those situations where you were having fun, you you feel grateful for them for some reason it's very it's very weird to explain that once when you're doing difficult things in your life and you have that a week off of having fun or two days of going to sydney blowing your steam off um you you miss that definitely mm-hmm. you miss that don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but here's the thing dan you can't do that honestly i'm being honest you can't do that more than a month mm. let's say a month you can't do that after a month of doing that you'll be like fuck i want to go home yeah, yeah yeah and i hate that feeling when i have i have had so much fun that i miss home i hate that feeling because i don't think i've ever got to that point where i'm on a holiday or whatever it is that i've missed home the appreciation it's weird i think i think i don't think i've missed that i think there's probably been moments mm. 
but I think by the time I get home, I'm so yeah. tired. But by the time I get over that sort of tiredness, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I was. Maybe you're a gypsy. I sort of missed that. <laughs> I missed that time that I just had this mum 24 me. hours ago. Yeah. This mum with me, but like, for me to get that moment is when I work so hard that I can't work anymore. Mm. That I want that time Off. apart. Mm. But when I have that time apart, it's just normal day. Yeah. Mm. The longer it goes, the more I don't appreciate that day. But the less it is, mm. the more I appreciate that day. So I want that day to, for me to like get that day, mm. I have to work harder. I have to keep working, mm. keep working until it's a grind. It's a grind. Mm. You just keep grinding until you get the day of the year where you just appreciate and just relax. Is that? Is that what you guys are saying? Or am I just... You keep grinding till you get that day you want in that year. That's mm. a bar right there. It's, mm. it's about the moment, <laughs> not about the time. Like, what you have, mm. it's about just the moment you have. Yeah. That, that day where you just appreciate yourself. Okay. Well, boys, <laughs> um, this is two hours and 28 this minutes This is, in. well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be edited down for sure. But, yeah. man, this has been... Sure. It's been fun, Really Sandy. good. And uh, mm, it was thanks, so, for, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks thank for you coming. for inviting me, guys. Thank you for coming. We got to get you back. Uh, I'm gonna look cool for the last five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> we've but, we've yeah. definitely got to get Sandy back. It's it's been uh, really good. It's, it's, been, it's been magical. No, it's yeah. not been magical. Shut oh. the fuck up. You know? I'm just going to fucking. It's been normal. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's been normal. We're gonna. We're it's gonna just average you. day podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is fun. This has I been think, good. I mean, I think we're a bit, bit, bit. It has, was. It was like a roller coaster. We it took, was weird going in, but yeah. it's because you're a first guest. But this has been good. It's, it's been about good the podcast. experience. It's like, hey, I'm s- still podcasting. This is gonna be yeah. like me. Yeah. Okay. Um, since you're our first it. guest, then we're gonna have a ritual. We, we promised ourselves we're gonna have two rituals. Yeah. One ritual was the Take last question. Off. You look ridiculous. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Dan? Oh my <laughs> god! I know. That's I rare. He listens to me. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'm, I'm thinking of we should have two two rituals. A asking everyone. It's a way question. You're right. But I, I would love to ask our guests like, what is your game of life and. Second thing I want to have ritual is that I want you to leave a question for the next guest. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. I'll give you a pen and a paper. It could be anything. You could be, you could ask them their favorite color. I don't care. But it has to be a question for the next guest and so on, so on. We're going to keep chasing that. And uh, yeah, so I think this was a very unique idea I got from uh, Diary of the CEO. Um, Stephen Butler. So Stephen um, Butler. Stephen yeah. Butler. Who is he? Can you explain who he is? Stephen he's Butler. He's just plagiarized his work. His work. So you know, it's just. Is this <laughs> controversial? Or is this, Stephen? Uh, no, no, agrees? no, no. It's not. No. Stephen Butler. No, it's not. Stephen Butler is the guy who runs podcast called uh, The Diary of a CEO. He's a self-made millionaire. He's a self-made millionaire, and I think he's a very nice guy. I look up to him. Um, I hope he doesn't. Uh, you know. He'll do um, a podcast. He'll stage. do a podcast for sure. But we're we're starting <laughs> off, and I think he'd be proud of us for doing this. But I got this idea from him, and I think it's a very interesting idea. For now, we're gonna do this. I don't know if I come with something else, but what what is your game of life, Sandy? Be who you want to be. Do whatever in life that you think it takes to be what you want to be. Nothing more, nothing less. That's the game of life. 
be who you want to be. No, nothing more, nothing less. What I want to pass on to my the next person is, what are you doing? What do you want to tr- achieve from this? That's it. Oh. Is that generic as fuck? Or? No, that's fine. Yeah, that's I, good. I that's a deep question, actually. That's fine. You don't have to say it out this, loud. We could have just written this, on a piece of paper. That's fine. Just, We've got this for uh, record now, so we don't even have to worry about writing it down for the next guest. We can just we listen can just, back. Why are you achieving this? Why are you trying to achieve this? That's all I want to say. Achieve what? What you want to be. Okay, so your question to the next guest is, what do you want to be and why do you want to achieve what you want to be? Basically? Exactly. Right. For okay. me, it's just everyone has their own idea of what they want to be. Yeah. They want to achieve it, nothing more, nothing less. Is, is that true that's, or not? That's good. That's a good question. That's a good question. Fuck, why did we ask? Oh, that? my God. <laughs> why did we ask that? Because I overthink. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this has been a great show, Sandy. Uh, thank you for the third um, episode of uh, Game of Life podcast. Dan, you've been a great co-host. And Sandy, you've been an amazing guest, brother. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And uh, We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Bye for now. Bye for now. Peace.